A Sankarshan Joshi trip. We are rolling, by the way. <laughs> oh, you're rolling. Okay, wait. <laughs> yeah, audio roll. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. So, three, two, one. Let's start. Uh, first of all, Sumuka, thank you so much for doing this. It really thank means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. And also, for all of you watching this and don't know who he is, uh, this is Sumuka Prasad. Okay, like it's better. I'll let you do the talking. Uh, Sumuka, why don't you introduce yourself to people who don't know you? Okay, uh, so my name is Sumuka. I'm right now uh, a first year in Whistling Woods under acting course. Uh, I'm also the co-founder of Piece of Paper Productions, which is uh, Bangalore's first experimental production house. It was oh. established in 2019. Uh, yeah, theater is my motto, uh, my, my motto, my end game, my goal, my passion, just everything. But yeah, so that's about me. So, uh, like engineer I'm, student, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that, that that requires the last mention, but yeah, nonetheless. Yeah. So, like every time I've seen you introduce piece of paper production, you always introduce it as oh, experimental production house. Uh, like, what do you mean when you say experimental production house? Okay, so there are different definitions for the word experimental in, uh, in theatrical terms as well. Is where uh, our main experiment is using all forms of theater, uh, which means dance, even considering like production, right? You have something with lights, sound, everything. Uh, so getting all those which are affiliated to theater in some in any minute way getting those all together and performing a piece and experimenting with either the actors with the audience or with the story okay so that's what we mean by experimenting so does any of the stakeholder know that they are being experimented with something or is it just in your head <laughs> um so with respect to we did we put up a production i mean we put up a production called betan stories last year and throughout the entire process of, um, I think, practice, it was an experiment on the actors to see how they behave as and how long it takes for an actor to break uh, into their own characters and all that. So it was, it was, as I said, it was basically, we were experimenting on how the story goes, how the actors uh, adapt to the stories and all that, and how they adapt to the characters as well. Only until, I think, uh, during the pandemic, when we had a live session with them, that's when they knew they were part of an experiment. Oh, so until then, they didn't know. So it was all in your head? Your yeah, so Jaismati's uh, okay. head. No, Jaismati was also part of the experiment. Yeah, so Jaismati is the co-founder of Piece of Paper Production. Shout out to Jaismati. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> so Sumuka... Uh, so piece of paper production, like your previous play was Bedtime Stories, like you rightly mentioned now. So Bedtime Stories, you guys performed twice or thrice before you performed in Ranga Shankara, right? Uh, we did. We performed once, but we did two shows in Vyoma. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The and other time uh, was not a performance. It was more for a, uh, a competition of sorts. We were uh, trying to get through Tespo. Oh, we had an audition with Tesco and then we performed there. Yeah. Sumuka, a few minutes back, you mentioned that you wanted to experiment and you wanted to see how long will it take for the actor to get into the character. 
so so these are very strong words that have used and also like all the actors and all the film movie critics and everybody they hear these words a lot like acting and getting into character so what according to you is getting into character like based on your experiment uh, experiments and based on your experience uh, so how was it like okay so first of all this getting into character i use it only so that the layman can understand okay okay honestly i don't believe in uh, characterization i don't believe in the fact that someone gets into a character and all that <laughs> uh the reason is because i believe and this is just my i i mean everyone has their own belief obviously yeah. but my belief is basically acting comes from yourself right uh, only if you know what to bring from yourself you can add layers and then call it and then you can perform a piece and you give that piece a name like rohan tanya arjun or basically the ca- the character's name is what you're saying yeah so but I, again i'm not saying building a character is completely unnecessary that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying the basis is not someone else but is yourself and i say you your foundation should be yourself meaning that if i give you a role right now oh. and uh, people what people do is they start saying that oh this is my back story this is my character's back story my character you know was born then and this happened that happened yesterday my character ate butterscotch ice cream uh, so today it will affect doesn't matter yeah. right the only thing that matters is what is relevant to the story for example if if i give you three main points which are one is you know uh, it, the character is mugged and that comes in the story uh, the character has a uh, uh, um i don't know has uh, daddy issues right that comes into the story things that you, that are relevant to the story again the reason why i i'm stressing on this is because theater are a a team sport right if it was a game is a team sport you can't go alone and say i will change the course of the entire this thing you can add your own layers to the character but it should be relevant to the story that you're putting out there otherwise it's just it's meaningless right i mean yeah. it adds meaning to you yeah. to your process and all that but it's meaningless to the story it's just uh, it's an extra step which you don't sometimes you need to take sometimes you don't need to take in order to get somewhere else. so yeah, i'm not saying that yeah yeah continue continue like I'll... yeah so again so that's where it starts like if i give you a character you need to tell me like what your strong suits are like what are you as an actor insecure about right for mm. for example if you ask me if i'm given a role the, the parts which i'm insecure about are like my body my stomach right uh, because i have a lot of fat which i put over like a couple of years and i'm very insecure about that okay then um, i guess my lips my cheeks all those i'm going to use right for example my character i as me i usually scratch my face like scratch my beard right uh, then knuckle scratch one thing these are things that i do so i would build that as my basis uh, character on okay. top of that i will add other other layers for example the way i talk right those are what a character is supposed to have right? these are the things i believe that mm-hmm. a, that what, what characterization should be so when we were working with bedtime stories and i was working with the uh, artists and uh, actors right i gave them a lot of i kept changing the story to see how they adapt to it and what okay. they bring out and when they were not thinking right they could only go back to their comfort zone which was basically uh, when i asked them once to do in their local language mm-hmm. and the, the thing about local language is you get comfortable with your local language 
Yeah. And you become yourself. You act more like yourself. And for example, if we start talking in Canada, I just feel like I know around put for mother. Hmm. I know passport create mana lah. In India, one put professional lah mother lah. Na around in macha macha guru guru ante mother phone is. Right. When they start doing that, they start becoming more comfortable, and their action also became more fluid. Now, if you give them hmm. like a, a a a a very common language like English or a well spoken language like English, they will add. some kind of flavor to it they will have mm. they almost feel obligated to add you know oh, i'm speaking they're english they're conscious so about like when more. they're talking english they're, they're much more conscious about what they're talking yeah so you're saying yeah. that when you're not conscious is when you're acting you know is when your foundation is formed okay okay so your foundation is something that the audience will never see hmm right uh, your foundation is something that the audience shouldn't see It's exactly like you know when when you build a building, right? Your foundation is things. It's not things people see. They see you know how tall it is. They see the they see the outer layer of beauty. They when they go inside, they see the interior designing and all that. They never see you know the pillars. No one goes like except architecture yeah. students and civil students. They don't go like oh pillar chanaagi the. Oh, it's stronger the. They don't do all that. They they don't yeah. see all those things, right? Because again, it's not important for them. Hmm 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 hmm. Yeah, and also like so the foundation. Or like it will be reflected in the character indirectly, but that will not be the basis, or uh, that will not be directly what the viewers will be seeing, right? Uh, yeah. And also, or uh, like how different, or do you think working with a short film or working on the screen is different from theater? Like, what do you think are common, and what do you think are like very different? when it comes to like because both are art forms right like both are it, it's just the way how you're telling the story is different but like the base is same so yeah so the thing i learned this recently i mean i don't learned but i knew this all along but someone just pointed out recently theater is more of an actor's performance right okay. and uh, film film is more of a director's performance oh and when you yeah, think about it when when the actors have to perform right the actors get all the uh, in the sense the director can work on them as much as they want but once they go on stage it's all the actors face but whereas in film the director will keep cutting like do it again do it again do it again until the director yeah. gets what he or what she he wants. wants yeah yeah so the, i that is one difference with respect to the entire concept of film and screen uh, i mean film and theater or screen and theater and also the medium Right, hmm. you reach like a larger audience with a uh, screen. You reach a smaller audience with theater, but the intimacy is different. Yeah. So, I mean, many people will disagree with it. They'll be like, "No, no, no! I feel as intimate with the screen as well." There's just something about theater where you have a live energy. Yeah. Projected at you. Yeah, it'll be reflected have... on the viewers too. Yeah, and this is what I truly believe. When you're performing on stage, right? The audience is as conscious in front of you as you are in front of them. Hmm. Meaning, when the audience sits and watches you, they're not always, you know, thinking about oh, this this performance is nice. They're also like, you know, how should I say it? What is the what is the like? You know, they'll be like they'll lean back or they'll be like four mute agidia. They'll also be so conscious. conscious. Like, what if actors can see me? Yeah, if I was a viewer, it's yeah. not like how actors, you know, when they're acting, right? They're like, oh, okay, fine. Am I showing my back too much? Am I showing my profile too much? Even the audience, while looking at you, they're conscious. But in screen, it's never like that. 
in screen yeah. there is the audience are more comfortable watching yeah and also the involvement and, also right yeah so there's a lot of there's a lot of engagement with theater theater now with respect to theater acting and stage acting um i mean obviously both of them have grown tremendously from you know when it was created like uh, theater in greek and uh, this i'm not sure where film started but yeah when i think the french i'm not sure but anyway so the way they grew have i mean even the acting has grown a lot and this is one thing that i've always considered not true they say when you go to theater you need to exaggerate a lot right mm, otherwise yeah, because i think you, you only you only have one frame i mean you only have one point of view point of view yeah yeah but the thing is you don't need to your your voice project need, needs to be louder i agree but again you can always play around with it exactly like how you see in in uh, films right some people you know exaggerate even on screen some people tone it down some people are very subtle that you don't know what they're thinking yeah now all those subtle movements if an actor knows how to control their body they can still do it you don't like just to show i'm crying i don't need to go <sighs> on theater to exaggerate yeah. i don't need to do that right and i guess that's where people have a wrong perception that, you know, of theater yeah yeah theater and screen it's not true it was yeah. i mean there is a different there's a different that's a different category altogether that's traditional theater indian theater you know where the movements are also very classical the way they yeah. move and musicals all that i agree with all that like you know yeah. those are all styles exactly like how in your screen time you have different styles of acting yeah i mean different eras of acting actually uh but yeah. yeah and one thing i think i would like to tell actors is there is don't think of theater and screen as different acting because in both ways you still have to act yeah whatever your process is will remain the same for both so don't be like when when you have a process for theater don't be like i have to get a process for screen because that's not necessary yeah at the end of the day you're acting a medium changes that's it the yeah. technology on the other end changes you don't have as an actor you don't have to like you know put another extra process in mind yeah and also sumuka uh, like with my experience of working with you and my experience of working with other directors so one thing that i have learned is acting is not you acting it is you reacting to something a certain emotion or a certain dialogue that the other co-actor has just quoted or it is just reacting right and also uh, like i kept thinking that even if you reflect back the same philosophy into real life that is exactly what we are all doing in life like we are just reacting to things we are just reacting and also like philosophically and spiritually when you see it is very important our whole like life course is dependent on how we react to things so yeah like there is a the definition right like i think that actors like they or like every single actor like has their own definition of acting and every time they perform they try to justify that definition like have they fulfilled that definition or no so or like how much of the personal definition of acting is important and how much of uh, like a general definition of acting is okay i um, i mean this is every actor has their own 
has their own definition honestly yeah. right for some people is just for some this i met i met a course of actor i mean way like varieties of actors uh, along the way some people like the after effects than the performance right uh, so that okay. that definition for them always mm. changes some people it's like honestly for me when i started it was because i could play something mm. it was like a sport you know you can you can play like for example when you're playing cricket and you're always losing it's not fun yeah right but if you like the sport and you like like you like the sound of the ball hitting the bat or the ball hitting the stumps all those yeah. sounds if you like them you'll still play yeah even if you lose every match yeah it doesn't right? matter yeah. yeah acting was like that it was not about having a standing ovation or mm. having uh, you know people come up to me and go like oh you're an amazing actor oh blah 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 it was always about the fact that you know while on stage the silence mm. people watching you all you can hear is breaths like people mm. actually like yeah breathing in that silence and you can hear the footsteps of your of your shoes on stage all mm. those little moments is what acting is for me oh yeah is what theater is for me specifically right for act for me acting is is basically at that moment when my co-actor or co-actress or whoever an object is in front of me that feeling i get from that particular bounce is what acting is for me yeah and i believe and this is my definition i believe that acting is figuring out yourself throughout the process of life hmm like how people well, do see. art and they figure out things or do anything like you know they work like yeah. it's very normal like if i had to give like a a general response you know people do engineering then hmm. they figure out what to do right then they go get a job and i figure out okay fine you know i don't like techno if i like technology or management if the management then they go to mba technology then ms or they keep working whatever right throughout their life they're just figuring out things yeah now even like that for me acting is basically that like if you mm. give me a situation i have no idea how i'll respond because i can just tell you how i might respond but if you put me in a scene then i would have to bring out something i'll be like huh is it something yeah. that i would do and you figure out i'm figuring myself out that for me that's my definition of acting i mean for you obviously it'll be different yeah for the next person it'll be different so i don't think you can make a general statement of acting yeah. i think i mean there are, i know there are definitions yeah, like to so, be yeah. in the process you act and all that but yeah. i don't think there should be a general definition yeah i think so too yeah yeah and also or like so when it comes to your, what's your definition uh my definition of acting or like i said like is just reacting to things like that is my definition of acting and so every time i perform on stage or uh or like i haven't done a lot of short films but like if at all in future if i work on any short film or any so this is what i will be consciously saying myself so sometimes when we are on stage in front of camera the only thing that is going on in our mind is what line am i going to say next am i moving from point a to point b like how will i be moving like what am i doing so when the other person is saying dialogue if i am sad how should i cry like so i am more so i am in my head so i think that that is not how it should be you should be 
you should be conscious about the surrounding and your co-actor and if at all they say any dialogue your reaction is crying like your reaction is tears so you if you if it doesn't naturally flow like if the tears don't naturally come that means that there is no point of you crying there mm. so so that is how i think about going around acting and so far every time like i have seen few plays in rangashankara and if i think that a play nailed their character if i loved their performance and and if i go back to all the performances that i have seen even adam drivers in marriage story the reaction is on point like sometimes even if you have to go loud like if you have to deliver a dialogue at a high pitch you cannot go there without your co-actor bouncing the energy back right so like even if you scream the audience will be taken aback like it will be like okay that was very unnecessary or i don't think that that is naturally flown so yeah like that is how i see any movie or that is how i see things so yeah and also your the only person your one of the person who has constantly worked the, his ass off through the lockdown i've seen so many people complain about the resources that they don't have but you did how many short films did you do during this lockdown so we we made um, one web series i mean there was a, a quarantine web series plus oh, wow. one uh, plus 15 short films in a span of one month in one month you shot 15 short films mm-hmm. man i have tried shooting short films and i have seen so many people around me try to do short films but i don't think that nobody has ever executed at the level that you have executed like how did you execute like so many short films in that short period of time uh so it's basically like jasmati and me like we sat down we were like what do we want to do next we initially thought you know we'll put up five short movies it's nice then you know we we received scripts we uh, we thought you know let's do it from scratch because until then we've only done things that we had written or we had bought so we thought you know especially considering the lockdown right a lot of local artists are are literally struggling right mm, they just yeah. want to put their content out there but either they don't have the resources or they don't have the courage to put it out there because everyone is at this point the like the only thing people are scared of is the judgment mm, yeah. right uh, i think that's that's something that art will always face whether we like it or not whether the society grows or not judgment will always be there because yeah. you might like the next person won't like and that the fact that the next person won't like will be our validation hmm yeah not the fact that you like it and it's just you can't help it right so we thought you know let's open it up to local artists from script writing till execution like cinematography editing everything so we got i think we received almost around 15 18 short films uh, scripts and all of them were good we were like shit we need we need to we i don't know how we're going to shortlist so just mm-hmm. we said like why not do all 50 oh so three of them weren't able, we weren't able to get it converted into whatever we wanted also because we couldn't get those locations like one was a court room and we couldn't get a court room 
and we don't want to like half ass it and all that so we we chose 15th place i mean 15 place uh, all some of them were played some of them were already written short films we converted them into short films and then we got cinemats on board production uh, crew on board then uh, editors on board set design on board so sound engineers on board everything so we got everyone on board and then we i don't know i think it was just we were we were going all out because we had yeah. nothing else to do right and we didn't want to just sit and go like you know oh lockdown is going to restrict us because i mean there's always one or the other reason that you can give yeah always I mean, yeah. as as long as we go ahead tried and then fail then okay you know then it makes sense but if if you complain in, the, in between and go like i don't know if we'll be able to do this is it worth the risk and all that i i don't know i mean we've always come from a place of let's do it let's go for it we yeah. fail we fail we try but again yeah. luckily we had resources to do that so we no, had i don't think that that was to... luck like i don't think that was luck like i've seen the efforts you put in the marketing like i don't think that's the luck and also even before starting the short film half the people already give up you're moving yeah can you hear me yeah yeah i can hear you yeah so like what i was saying was um, for half the people like whoever more than half the people whoever wants to do a short film they quit even before they start like they like so many short films that they they shoot one or two scenes and then they give up it's not that they've given up later on even even when the idea was generated they already gave up there hence it didn't come to execution and also during the lockdown i remember you saying at one point uh, that you were really excited that due to these restrictions like the best talent would come out and you would produce best pieces and i think that like you called it luck that you got like good team i think that it was the motivation that you had in yourself and the confidence and uh, yeah like i think that's why that's when people followed so yeah like how was it shooting i mean, I mean touch wood we've gotten that good feedback until now saying that you no know, once i think it's just because we are passionate about it people hmm. feel motivated to go on because hmm. um again we've always considered ourselves not as as a business we don't come hmm. from a business perspective we're not like let's put something out there let's see how much money we can earn yeah. or let's see how much we can bring to the table right yeah um honestly with respect to idol of july we didn't expect anything hmm. like we we said it was a zero budget and zero income it's okay we i mean if we have to pitch like somewhat from our end we will do it hmm. like you know we got gloves sanitizers we maintain covid guidelines all that we maintain uh some uh, every now and then you no know, maybe food and some people were smoking some cigarettes for them that's it that was mostly it there was no payment to actors and all that then we decided to just you know like let's try reaching out to book my show let's see if they like our piece and then they so we gave them the idea and they were like oh yeah i mean why not like you know we're anyway opening this thing up mm. so they screened our uh they screened 12 of our short plays short you know, oh, short yeah short uh, and it was it was a huge success i mean we never expected that kind of response 
people were people were asking i mean especially on like half an hour before i think we sold 40 tickets so we were yeah, like, yeah, i, I tried to book the tickets like few minutes before yeah. the show start and like it was already like full like yeah. congratulations on your success man thank you thank you so <laughs> like what was the thought like i've never seen uh, book my show or platforms like that uh, present short films so like how did you approach them like like what was the whole process okay so book my show during the lockdown because they couldn't uh, uh, use bookings to for screens theaters and all yeah. they decided to do a virtual screening which was a very beautiful idea honestly like book my show if you listen to this kudos like amazing start uh, amazing product so basically what they yeah. did was they wanted to get local artists to come to screen their things because mm, yeah. before you know you could actually put up a show on rangashankar and approach book my show now mm. instead of going to another place paying rent there and then paying book my show their uh, rent you pay book my show directly their rent and then they take only commission mm. apart from that they just screen they they have their own uh, uh, video platform where you know people buy it and they screen it to all the people there they give a give a link and then they come and they screen it that initiative was honestly one of the i think was one of the best things that happened during the lockdown yeah uh, and then ott platforms rose like you know many people google created one yeah random indian uh, like indian artists itself created uh, many ott platforms there is one platform only for telugu like regional ott yeah, platforms yeah. have come yeah yeah uh, uh, aha yeah <laughs> yeah yeah Yeah, and also this was a very beautiful way that Book My Show could promote artists, lo- local artists, like you said, because here there is no uh, huge amount of money that is being invested with respect to marketing. You just put your stuff out there. It is just your using your popularity, whatever you have, your community, whatever you have, either on Instagram or Facebook or anywhere. You just use that community to monetize. your art form and and, yeah. and i think like that was a very beautiful approach yeah like because you didn't have to oh, spend yeah. a lot of money and plus you could also monetize from your following and popularity yeah, and, yeah. yeah. that was one of the we were, we were able to i remember there was once what happened was book my show got hung good my book my show got hung of, yeah oh. the number of clicks So it wasn't working for a lot of people, and then they said, "Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of requests happening, and we came out trending as well in Book My Show." And we were like, "Oh, oh, wow, oh. <laughs> wow!" Yeah, we were, we were just like, "What is happening?" <laughs> so you're But, saying yeah. that that Book My Show glitch made you guys popular on Book My Show? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say we were the only ones. I mean, there were also yeah. other things like Book My Show at that point also opened up for Hot Star, right? Yeah, you open up for Hotstar, uh, HBO, everything. So at that point, Bookmasho was just going all out with everything. Yeah, and uh, the app hung for a few of my friends, a few family members, and everything. But when we when I remember one of them sent a screenshot, and they said, uh, "Hey guys, you you guys are trending number one on Bookmasho," mm. and we're like, "Ah, phew." Ah. Yeah, yeah. Even I opened book my show like when I was about to book the tickets, which I couldn't, by the way. So that like your like your uh, sh- short film was on the landing screen. 
like i didn't have to navigate yeah. through the app go to search bar search like it was already there i was like fa <laughs> yeah that's one hell of an achievement yeah and also i think that because you worked your ass off during the lockdown you got to put your content on book my show like what if you were waiting uh, for ev- ev- everything to come back to normal i don't think that this miracle would have happened <laughs> yeah but i i i don't understand that like i honestly don't like uh, i remember i was talking to my father the other day and he was like see covid at this point is is a is a pandemic that's because it's just something new hmm. right every other thing is something new i mean there was always going to be risk uh, but also thanks to all the actors all the artists who actually risked i mean at that point it was a risk for their life as well risk yeah. their lives came out put their trust in us especially and it was honestly a team effort like i'm i'm talking like you know an indian captain or like a <laughs> captain right now the team effort uh, yeah, the bowling it's was definitely a but yeah team effort yeah yeah i agree and everyone gave in their time and we were able to restrict it to two only two locations as so we can uh, monitor it properly but yeah it yeah. was i think it was one of the best things that like one i mean i'm not saying the best the best thing because there are much more things that we can do ahead one of the but best for us this year yeah one of the best things that we've done so far yeah even i think so too and yeah. we housed i think a we i think there were 80 65 to 80 artists in that one project that's awesome man like because that's how your community grows right like it's all about building yeah. community and i think that see i agree that you guys have a long way to go and uh, i am i i also know that it's not about like you guys have less subscribers and less views i know it's not the game about subscribers and viewers and also all your short films right all the scripts like i've watched all your short films and the scripts are so strong that even though all the technical uh, fluctuations or technical imperfections they are all waved away with the strength of the script like like how did you work on the script like because all the short films i think that they fail because of not having a depth and a strong script so like how did you work on 18 of them man so with respect to idol july right idol july was was purely I don't know how else to say it. Ides of July was a series of short films, right? Like eighteen short films yeah, that you shot. Yeah, in a month. Like you. Short. Yeah, that was in July, so you named it Ides of July. Uh no no so we started in June. Okay. We wanted to release it in July, and that's why we called fifteen short films, right? So fifteen fifteen March is when that uh, Ides of March happened. Mm-hmm. You know, the Caesar assassinated. So fifteen July was when, or July. 15 movies were supposed to be uh, like put out on youtube or uh, or something like that but what happened was since you know a lot of errors happen editing uh, then a couple of shots need to be shot again all those things happen last minute so we decided to pull, instead of like rushing into things we decided to push it a bit uh, so that's why mm-hmm. we named it ides of july and it has a better ring to it than ides of august <laughs> so yeah. yeah so we kept it ides of july so with respect to the scripts right uh, what jasmith you know i always do is when we, whenever we shortlist a script or whenever we have to select a script we read it together 
and um, i'm hoping she feels the same way but this is something that i've learned that when i act against her uh, there is something that clicks with us like there's something that we both bring because we both are very selfish actors hmm. we both bring our best not yeah. worrying about the other person's best at least in the starting at least in the read so we bring our best and if it clicks or if we feel something with ourselves and with each other then we go for it yeah and there's something that we we do and we also go otherwise as well so what we do is we just read it once and we we voice out we voice out perspectives i tell her what i feel what i think uh, the play or the movie was about she tells me and if we both have different strong perspectives and and fascinating that we want to know more then we also go with that so that's how we shortlisted and honestly a lot of scripts especially mirror right it was very strong yeah. like although you know there were again as you said there were a lot of technical uh, like logical technical and all that but apart from that the, i think the story itself was a strong foundation hmm. and we don't do this always but we we don't rely on story always uh but since we are also amateurs in the in the screen uh in the screen side we also decided you know let's go for a strong script because if nothing then the script will hold us yeah so we're not putting much uh, pressure on the script but we're trying to take pressure off if we fall we fall back to the script yeah so that's our safe space at this point let's try let's learn let's experiment because only if we experiment only if we find out things not to do will we know how to do things yeah true and also so like it's the always the learning curve like your next work is always going to be better than your previous so yeah. like it's better to start doing than pushing it to tomorrow and also um, yeah with respect to script like uh, like you rightly mentioned uh, so a strong script will wave off all the technical uh, in fluctuations or if there are any technical problems strong script waves off and i do agree that uh, a, a lot of short films lack a strong script so how do you build your script or like when you're sh- sh- shooting a short film like what's your process of uh, like characterization or what's your process of uh, like story building the flow okay um i'm not going to give you the technical things because you can always search it on google you know yeah. uh finding motivate motives characters yeah. plot theme all that you can search on google uh you'll get like a a better detailed response than mine but for me it's basically my perspective hmm. it doesn't have to be right it doesn't have to be socially right as well because at the end of the day it's just i'm telling you a story that i that i feel yeah. right um people want to hear it can hear it people don't want to hear it don't hear it but if you hear it and you don't like it that's also your opinion that's also your yeah. perspective and again so for when i write right it's not about whether they like it or not it's about what they would feel hmm. right what someone who reads this would feel like when we when i wrote bedtime stories honestly i wrote it for the actors to get like the stories out there to see what they go through and all that but i got lots of mixed responses like you know some people were very disgusted by the stories yeah. that i was telling some people were very taken aback some people were sad some people were just hurt right um, and some people just i don't know many people didn't like it also and it's yeah. okay it, it's art you're not supposed to like it <laughs> supposed to, yeah yes it's supposed to make you uncomfortable that's the that's the beauty of art yeah but even in that discomfort 
but you find your zone you find your comfort i think that's what's beautiful about it mm-hmm. but yeah so my process is just to i have a story and i want to tell you that story mm-hmm. now i don't know i don't know motives and all that but i will just uh, so i will write like a skeleton i don't i never write drafts so i never write no. okay, i'll have a first draft then i correct it then i write the second draft so my first draft is what goes out okay and, uh, if i am directing it it's lucky because i know how to play around with it if i'm mm. not directing it then like the person who's directing it goes through hell <laughs> because if i'm not directing it i i write how i think yeah because i know my thoughts i in those exact words i know what i'm th- uh, what i was thinking about and that's the why caps, when i direct yeah. i go like yeah so i'm i'm not a good writer i'm just i i'm not a good storyteller also but i have stories that i want to tell and i know how to tell them yeah and also like you said if you or like you write script on your first draft and then that goes out right so like do you change it over the period of time like is there like do you keep it very flexible or do you keep it very rigid like how does it go um so again me coming as an actor i would i love flexibility i love mm. the fact that i have my space to create what i what i can bring to the table mm. and also since i've done direction as well i know how to uh, i have like a certain view and i want to be i want that view to come out right and also me starting to write that's given me a lot of a lot of perspectives right yeah. and through this it changes a lot mm. and this is why I, i believe that when when i work with other people when i work with actors right now when i work with short movies the fact that i can bring my view to cinemas and actors and make them and come to a common ground for, with all three of us is the best feeling like you know because yeah. again i change my scripts a lot it's uh, um you can ask any member of uh, batman sir it's never been the same yeah. every day was a different script every day a new addition because again every day they bring something new Hmm. I'm giving actors those spa- that space. I'm giving the cinemats or whoever is working with me. I'm giving them their space to bring what they can to the table. If it works, it works. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I mean, again, hmm. it's, yeah, it's a risk that you have to take. Yeah. yeah, but when nothing is working, then I bring my view into it. Hmm. I mean, I still have my view, but it it needs to it needs to meet me at some point. For example, if an actor yeah. will like if. the course of emotion supposed to be angry sad and lust or forming it right? i don't want the actor to go angry sad suicide because that won't help me there yeah it won't take me to my next emotion so i don't okay. need the actor to go like full i need the actor to bring in what they can in sadness and meet me at some point even if it's in the future so your short films so when you're writing a script you don't clearly have a thought about where it has to go like you just let so you just create a foundation and you let it naturally flow right no i i make points i make points on hmm. how it's supposed so my my the way i start the story is basically one picture in my head okay and one character says one line and in that one line i read the entire script oh so um let me give you an example uh Okay, I think it was uh, okay. Yeah, there's a play called Happy Ending that we put up on uh, Batman stories. Yeah. The one line was, 
uh, it was basically about uh, trying to have a child. Hmm. Okay, and she basically says, "We've tried so many times, but why aren't we? Why aren't we getting pregnant?" That was the one. All the the picture I had in my in my mind was the girl really close to the guy holding his collar, like, and you can see her emotions, and she's just very frustrated. And the guy is just very, very calm, ignorant, and he's just like. And she all she asks is why aren't we, why aren't we still pregnant? Hmm. That's all she asks. And with that one dialogue, I wrote the entire play. So hmm. I made points. So that's where I start from. I start from there. I add like little bit here and there. Then I start from the start. Like okay, until here now hmm. I need you somewhere. So let's add a bit. Yeah, and uh, this is something that I've learned. I mean, this is something that I also know that I I write well with. Hmm. Um, everyone wants to know what happens within closed doors. Like, if yeah. I keep you, if if I call you home, and let's say one of one of my friends come home and we go into the room and we cl- uh, shut the door, you even though you'll you won't be thinking about anything, you'll still be distracted of yeah. what they're doing in the room. And everyone wants to know what happens within closed doors. I think that's my. favorite kind of writing like what happens within closed doors yeah like that's what people are more thing. excited about yeah yeah and also or uh, like you said uh, most of the movies are like really well executed art movies they all revolve around one dialogue or one statement like that like until that dialogue like you're watching the movie but at that point the movie makes sense so like that's the game changing dialogue like that's the dialogue the whole movie is based on so yeah so do you think that like most people that you have seen follow this way or like have you seen very few people do this uh I mean, I'm not sure. I I haven't worked with enough directors and scriptwriters hmm. to know about this because the people I've worked with, all of them have processes. Hmm. All of them have a motive that they want to go about with. Uh, all of them have like you know the formula, the the one of the basic formulas because all of them are are knowledged. Hmm. I'm not knowledged in scriptwriting. I think that's why it gives me that. Um, it gives me that ignorance. You know, hmm. at some points, I think ignorance is bliss. Yeah. because if you don't know then you go experimenting you mm. go finding out different things but if you know then you have you already have like step right i mean i i relate art to trekking uh so when you already have steps you know where it goes but when you don't have steps and you're just like climbing rocks yeah. it's so much fun to actually you know figure out which rock goes where yeah if i take this rock where will it take me if i take that rock where will it take me with their path ahead i don't know it's the risk that you have to take and r- risk yeah. and reward like the higher the yeah. risk the higher the reward or it fails utterly yeah yeah like yeah. the reason like why i asked this question is like have you seen a lot of people do this is because over the course of time there's always this one trend that comes and then everybody just follows it like even from bollywood to like anywhere you go there are formulas right like in movies like if you follow that formula that means that it's a hit movie like if you want to make a lot of money then have a item song then have a item dancer then add this one item song for sure and one fight scene and one 
like sh- sh- stuff like that like, like it's always a formula that people follow and i think that that is reflected even in the short movies too like there was this one trend where uh, bold scenes or like making of bold or very controversial movies right so people wa- like they force themselves to write a controversial script just so that they get their attention so like it's very hard right like in like to not be influenced from the trends like when you know that that short film is getting so many views and somewhere even you want attention right like like that's the fact that everybody wants to be recognized and it's so hard to stick with our philosophies or fundamentals and like it's it's really hard honestly speaking i think i also fall under that at some point because again my my thinking has been uh, like has been paved in a way in such that you know i i like dark jokes hmm. like i like dark concepts as well <laughs> and because of that it also kind of like creates a mentality for me saying that whenever i uh, i mean not everything obviously i'm i'm a, i'm a happy person i'm a joy person you know <laughs> i'm i'm light hearted and all that i'm not i'm not like <laughs> but the fact is that when when i see a couple of things i like looking at it in a darker perspective hmm. it, uh, it it gives me that i mean it's my comfort zone if, if you may it's like and again like if you see today right everyone wants to create a dark concept yeah. everyone wants to create like like when one when black mirror came like i think the first season or the first few episode everyone was disgusted by it yeah but like they felt the very uneasy yeah up, the way it picked up was just i mean they i think they I think for a year or year and a half, everyone was like, "Hey, this is so disgusting." But then, like, just because the trend started, like, dark concepts started coming, yeah. everyone was like, "Oh, yeah, amazing! Oh, yeah, dark, 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 dark." And because of that, also, you know, you you kind of like your mentality also sticks to it. Yeah. As much as you hate it, you can't. Uh, uh, at times, it helps you. But again, I agree with you. Sticking to your concepts, sticking to your beliefs is very tough. It's very yeah. easy to be dragged along with the crowd. Yeah, and also because like trends come and go, right? Like one big thing always comes. Like, so in in a long run, if you have to finish this marathon race, then you'll have to stick to your fundamentals. Okay. You'll have to stick to your like core. And also, like in my experience, I, I tend to not like movies with sad ending. Like that's how I was growing up. But naturally, like now thinking from actor's perspective, or I try to think from actor's perspective. some sad ending movies uh, the movies which don't have happy ending of course yeah so <laughs> so those movies like it makes sense like there is no way that that could end so yeah like sad ending movies they don't do well in the box office too like it doesn't work well with people's psychology like they always want happy ending they, they always want unicorn ice cream so it doesn't work that way right and also like i've seen your stuff and uh, a lot of other art movies like who da- who go out of the radar and people who don't recognize those stuff so all these dark they're not dark like in society both exists right like it's not always happy happy like it's happy exists only when there is sad so if you if you totally not acknowledge this section that means that you have not justified the script so like i think that that's what i yeah. think that like in, in order to justify your script 
how well is it balanced with the negative or the dark aspects like because if something has to highlight if if, if something has to be white then there has to be some dark right so i think that yeah. if in order to have a happy movie then you'll have to define a sad movie so only then there is happy movie right so yeah yeah like do, like do we ever worry about will sad ending movies not work or did you ever change the ending of the movie based on uh, like the trends or like how people might perceive uh, i'll give you like one of the one of the best examples for this have you watched rockstar uh, ranbir kapoor's yeah 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 i've watched yeah yeah so it is a sad ending yeah it is a i mean it is clearly a sad ending when it was released it didn't do well in box right. office yeah. at all yeah it, it didn't do but you see it today yeah. like when when the movie was released everyone was like oh my god okay. today people are like rockstar 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 yeah. tamasha rockstar tamasha they're just talking about those things and see the thing about the, some movies right they're ahead of their time hmm yeah or they they reach a perspective that no one will ever reach and that's yeah. okay you just have to wait it out for the right people to go and view it yeah right like uh, this is what i tell myself when you make a product when you make art right just imagine someone is born today that person will like your art hmm. but they should just grow enough grow up enough to like that art mm yeah right don't expect just because you put it out today people who see your art today will like your art no i mean sometimes your friends and family have to because they have to support you yeah. but apart from, i always tell myself this it gives me that gives me that comfort as well knowing that you know someone out there someone if yeah. not everyone at least one one person out there yeah is like my art yeah it's the perspective right like art like yeah. it's not right or wrong it's just how it makes yeah. you feel so i think that over the period of time there have been so many points from which people could take perspectives little bit little bit of perspectives and then they could totally create another perspective on the movie and then when they watch it then uh, like that movie like does really well but the thing about sad endings also is Uh, uh, again, I'm not saying sad endings are real because you know no happy endings as exist, and I don't, I don't believe in that crap. I'm just saying some sad endings are so they're so close to hard. For example, yeah. La La Land. Yeah. Right. It's it's such a sad ending, but it makes you happy. Yeah, that's exactly what I felt. Yeah. Yeah. At the end, you just look at them looking at each other. They just smile. It's a yeah. sad ending because they can never end up together. But you're just yeah. like. Huh. And also, like the whole movie, they've built up to a yeah. point, like the intensity, all the things that they've been through, yeah. and then like those few seconds at last, man, like it makes you yeah, the flashback, sadly yeah. happy, happily sad. It's a very yeah. weird feeling, and I think from director's perspective, it's really hard to. execute or such scenes or bring to yeah. a point right it's such a beautiful thing yeah, that I could happen to entire, uh, the entire fact of a director's view right like 
I mean, imagine what the director had to go through to see the entire product as this. Because yeah. I don't think any director knows how the pro- final product should look like. Yeah. They have short divisions. They have all that crap. I agree. But they don't know how it looks like. They don't know that, you know, this is the look that they're going to give. And it's so important for them to actually maintain. In fact, imagine if, for example, the, like, Ryan Gosling yeah. started when, after playing piano, he looks at uh, Emma Stone, right? Imagine if he starts crying. Yeah. Because suppose we sad, happy, and he would have ruined the entire thing. Yeah. It's just that making them just, I mean, the fact that they brought in their best, they just looked at each other and smiled. Yeah. Even in marriage story, when it just, like, there was so much intensity, they're building, yeah. they're building it, and at the end, yeah. they just and- walk away. Yeah, and it's just it's beautiful for the director yeah. to actually see through that, and for the actors to also cooperate and also bring in their, uh, I would say, factors is yeah. I don't know, it's just it's fa- very fascinating. Yeah. Like those kind of sad stories, I like. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I'm I like. Kind of, you know, like at the end, you know, it's just like crying, crying, crying. Yeah. also I like for that same reason. Hmm. Because the entire thing, the entire time, he, all he wanted to do was, I don't consider that a happy ending movie. Hmm. The entire time, he just wanted to be with her. He wanted to be in a relationship with her. But at the end, to know that, you know, she's dying and then him just going like, you know what, let's be friends. I will, I friendship you. Yeah. It's such a very different turn of events. Yeah. Yeah. And in La La Land, that, that execution point, right? Like, they both had to come over to the tip of the cliff, but not jump. Like that yeah. was how the scene. And for a director, like these are the stakeholders, right? Like who are executing the scene. So his entire output is dependent on these stakeholders. So how do you convey, like I've never directed a movie or a short film or anything. Like I have no idea. So, like, I just listen to director and I just do whatever he says or, like, perspective, all that bullshit. But as a director, how do you convey your thought or how do you convey what you want to your actors? Uh, That's a very tough thing. And, uh, but again, I'm not, so I've I've worked with directors who are very specific to what they Mm -hmm. want. And this is something that I would like to tell them, saying that, if you already have an image in mind, then you obviously already have a face in mind as well. And I'm not talking about all directors. There are very few directors who, not very few, actually common directors, who actually look at look at a scene and they already have someone's face in mind. For example, if I say I want to do like a, a fighting scene, I already have you know someone like Varun Dhawan, Ajay Devgan already in mind. And if I place you there, I will always make you act like them. Hmm. and it's completely taking away from what you can bring you to the can, table yeah. right uh, so when when I I mean I've also worked with directors who actually are very specific like you know I have a view and I want it exactly like that or at least 90% like that 95% like that and it's nice I mean that's a different kind of director they all uh, I, I trust such directors because I mean I will get whatever you want I mean I want to try but if you if you are confident enough that this is the only thing that will work or if this is the best thing that will work, I trust you. I will mm-hmm. go ahead with it and I will do whatever you want. But when when I have to when I voice my opinion, right, or when I give my view, it's most of the times all I've heard, like um, we've uh, I've gotten back is, 
I don't know about that, but because do you think? And they ask me questions. Right? They ask me questions about my views, and it's fair because my view is very specific to me. Yeah. And they need to understand that more in order to bring out what they can. And when I explain that to them, they get they get a more a uh, better clarity. I think it's just about the fact that you need to communicate with your actors. You need to find that that zone. For for some people, it's just you know talking. For some people, it's asking questions. For some people, honestly, this is one of the most fascinating things to me. When I uh, when I used to work in Barking, when I used to perform in Barking Dog, right? Cigarette was the only thing that people could understand. <laughs> you share a cigarette, people will connect on other <laughs> levels. They will. Like, you want that? Yeah, I got what you meant. I will bring that, and they would bring it. I'm like, how how did this one piece of cancer give you this? <laughs> yeah like is this that you meet them on their level so like based on like so a the teller and the receiver they both have to be on the same plane in order to understand yeah. like what they are telling and what they are and at the same time both the the teller has to be the listener as well hmm. because the teller only becomes a teller then the listener becomes a listener Then it it won't you will never meet on same levels. Yeah. Like it's it it's it's almost impossible. So that's why when you when you speak right, you also need to listen. And when mm. the when the person who listens also needs to speak. Yeah. And it's very important. Sometimes you know I've done this quite a bit, uh, quite a few times. I've just asked the actors just to trust me and do as I say, and you will see what the final product looks like. At those points. I work. I mean, luckily, I have been blessed with such actors that I've been blessed with such actors that you know we they've actually trusted me at that point, and you know they've actually you know said, yeah, you know what, I will I will give you what you want. Hmm. The trust, right? Like that is. Yeah. I think that trust is also very crucial. Like when you see all the yeah. Oscar-nominated movies or all the very well-executed movies, it's the relationship what the director and the actors have that is like it's seen. It's seen, and also um, Leonardo DiCaprio. And what's the director's name? Man, how can I forget this director's name? Who's the director of American uh, Gangsters? American Gangsters. I think. I am ashamed of some of myself right now. American horror. Okay, nonetheless. So the point I'm trying to make is, so like the actors and directors, like they have the bond, which or really short, like which moves over the movies, like which like it's not just with one movie, like the more. Like the bonding, right? If you have the right bonding with the director in the next movie, the amount of time that the director is trying to convey a script is less. Like, like it's it's easily understood. Like whatever the director is trying to convey. Yeah. Yeah. Like the very bonding nice. is very important. And this is why I think this is why I like. Uh, if you when we were practicing or making Galva, hmm? do you remember how every time after we went to that South Indian restaurant? we yeah. became closer as the cast uh, as a crew and cast yeah. and for that it was easier for us to actually understand each other yeah there's always that you know that you when you know the human in them it's it's kind of it makes it easier for you to connect the artist in them yeah but that's only if you can differentiate or not not differentiate but that's only if you can 
help yourself see both yeah and um, i think this is something that artists should not do with other artists i mean because every artist goes through this i think one artist shouldn't judge the other artist hmm when i mean judge i don't mean going like oh my god like you know that art is so bad as an artist you need to voice out why is bad you can't just go like you know i don't like it so it's bad because you're already in a certain level yeah you're already you're already an artist i mean i'm talking about the same field yeah. right if for example if, if you perform i have like it it's almost my duty to tell you you know what i like this this could have been done better but this is just my opinion as yeah. an artist as a layman i'd be like oh i understood ah i like yeah. you cried ah i like right as a layman yeah. i can do it judgment is and but it shouldn't be yeah it shouldn't be like um i don't know i mean it's always like you know oh, this thing again that thing again or for example you know how they talk about movies right when someone makes it, i think making commercial movie is also an art Hmm. like the fact that so many years they've survived with the same formula and still mm-hmm. a big blockbuster hit it's still uh, honestly i do want to be part of a commercial movie i want to do that masala movie where you know i i go tease the girl first and what <laughs> that i want to do yeah i want to do i want to get into a fight in a parking lot i want the cast to flip <laughs> and also there is a sense of satisfaction in with yeah. the viewers when they watch that scene there is yeah. also in me like i watch art movies but i also have so many movies that i don't like to share but yeah. like it just makes me like happy like the satisfaction right like it's just it's the commercial movies yeah i like I, alu arjun bunny alu arjun oh one of my favorite movies yeah he's my he's my favorite he's been my favorite since i was in my uh, ukgs from my kindergarten like he has been my favorite so far yeah like why do you like him like what's the thing about him that you like so when i was in london alva uh, what happened was i was i would i i mean i've never grown up watching bollywood like bollywood i think i only started watching in pu hmm Okay. Until then, I used to watch all South Indian movies. <laughs> my mom, my mom is Tamil and my dad is Kannadika. Uh, and we also uh, at that point we had a maid who was in, who was Telugu. So in and between, so, yeah, there's so many movies. There's so many. And when I went to London, I just wanted to feel at home. So I used hmm. to watch the like, Kannada movies, Telugu movies, Malayalam movies, Tamil movies. Just watch all South Indian movies because Hindi was not. not something that we we used to watch yeah it is not re- relatable or like you yeah, cannot relate I, I, to it i never watched bollywood movies like i used to watch very few and that's mm-hmm. only like you know when they go like oh right uh, so the rockstar tamasha and everything we went to watch in theater because that was at that point i started realizing that you know i i like i like ranveer kapoor and all that so yeah but telugu was telugu was actually something that i lived on Yeah, like, like up to a certain to... point, the movies were awesome. Like even the My commercial elements. Yeah, like they they were. Yeah, that was a prime. Like when we were growing up, that was their prime time. Like yeah. where all they had was hit movies. Like see now, if you look back, like even though they may seem stupid, there is still an amount of comfort that you are going to get when you watch them, and. Yeah. Yeah, like those movies made them man, and South Indian movies. I think that so when it comes to South Indian movies, 
up to a lot of time uh, like over a period of time people just neglected south indian movies like bollywood looked down on south indian movies yeah. uh, but now they're just feeding on what south indian movies have given out like they're just feeding on the feces of south indian movies right yeah. now if you see it's just shit like utter shit i never uh, like whenever i watch a movie i watch it like okay there's going to be something that i'm going to learn from this something but yeah. like bollywood movies these days it makes me feel that i've just wasted 3 hours of my life but again you need to you need to differentiate between again with everything right even with respect to when you think about masala movies and indian movies and all that you always need to differentiate between uh what kind of thing you want to watch because obviously you can't go to you can't go to some movie like bunny and go like oh i will learn something philosophical today yeah you can't it's do the, that yeah right? it's the mood you are in yeah yeah even in even in bollywood there is a separate difference in there's a clear difference i mean there's something again like when you say telugu movies right you don't say masala movies yeah and when you say tamil movies you don't say whatever like tollywood movies what whatever it is in bollywood as well there's like there is bollywood movies and there is hindi movies yeah right hindi movies are like you know hindi movies might be shot in bollywood but again i think they have like a different class altogether like tamasha rockstar or uh, um, to an extent luck by chance all those movies right they were they are prestigious like i put them on a silver platter and i pray to them <laughs> yeah but again i i like i like bollywood movies which like hamdi shama ke dulhaniya it's just a feel good movies yeah yeah i like all those movies and also the sequel but, sucked though oh my god yeah like why I think, why, I think, why? <laughs> I think at this point, at this point, like all these movies which became a hit at the first time, no, it's becoming a true hero. Like they were like, ah, stretch as much as you can. Like yeah. I remember A B C, A B C D two, oh. Street Dancer three. I'm just like, I understand these that these dancers want to act. I understand that, but give them other movies. Now they put they'll put them in one more movie. They put Salman Khan and dance. When you movie. watch one dancer, you definitely know who else is going to be in that movie. You can guess the entire crew of the movie. And A B C D, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like with A B C D, the first part was good. I went. I watched third part, the Street Dancer three. No, no, no. A B C D first part was good. Oh yeah. Do is something new. Yeah. And that what dancers came into acting and we were like, "Oh." Yeah. <laughs> But even like in even in English, right? You have that. You have step uh, up. Step up, step up 1, step up 2, step up 3, step up 4, step up 5. Step up 6 also. They're just going. <laughs> But step up like at least there is a little bit of difference. No, see the like what happened with ABCD 2 was that they tried to bring in commercial elements like they tried to force fit the commercial elements into the movie like abcd first part like it was going like naturally without any commercial like interventions like unintended intervention but abcd second part and street dancer i haven't watched i went to amazon prime i saw the street dancer had Three IMDb rating, three point something, and I was like, I know this is going to my shitty movie, so I didn't watch that movie. But second part sucked, man. Like yeah, I, yeah. I didn't like that. <laughs> it's it's always with the with the competition movies, right? Like you always want the good guys to get the sympathy. 
Yeah. Like it's th- th- that's trending right now. Even with ABCD two, like that, like they go uh, like that's the f- finishing scene, right? Like the small kid is going yeah. to fall and they leave what they're doing. Oh no no no, that's Happy New yeah. Year. No, that's a uh, Happy yeah, New happy Year. New oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, ABCD two was that. So this guy was not feeling well, and then he trips, and the whole like the whole pyramid falls down. That was ABCD two, right? Yeah, what? ABCD they won. They won the last this thing that happens in the starting. But none, regardless of whatever we talk now, ABCD two sucked balls, and <laughs> there is nothing more to say about that. Uh, yeah. Okay man I think we have we have talked for so long and it was a good show yeah. like like I really loved yeah, this I remember talking like this almost every day during practice <laughs> yeah like all our conversations were like this yeah with with Edwin yeah yeah so I'm going to link all your uh, socials in the description so So whoever's watching go take a look at piece of paper productions they've been doing amazing work and thank you once again sumuka for doing this thank you for I, doing this we need more of this hopefully i will be doing more yes so yeah i will, I will keep following i will keep listening to all podcasts so this is completely video plus audio yeah yeah